everyone, welcome to Beyond the Dance Floor podcast, a place to learn more about what goes on beyond what you see on the dance floor. It's about mentality, history, and how the skills you learn in breaking or the arts in general can apply more broadly to the rest of your life. Today we talk with Flex from the legendary Canadian crew Bag of Tricks from Toronto, Canada. Really an honor to have him on and be able to share his knowledge with everybody. We talk about his history, Bag of Tricks history, growing up dancing in the clubs and how that affected their style, being on Much Music, Rap City and the infamous Flex Freeze, flipping moves and creativity, the UBL which is a breaking league in Toronto and how that came about and more. Flex is a fast talker and this one is jam-packed with insight and history so I hope you enjoy it. Peace. Alright we're here with Flex from Bag of Tricks. Flex, thank you for doing this, taking the time out of your day to do this. I really appreciate it. And uh, I know we never really got to connect like face to face, I think. So this is a cool opportunity for me to yeah, just get to know some of the um, older generation in the Canadian scene. And you, I know you got a lot to share. So I'm pretty excited to, to do this. Well, thank you so much for having me. I mean, I don't do a lot of these things. Uh, a lot of the older guys, we don't like uh, doing these things. We kind of just like, if people come to us and ask us a question, we'll answer it. We're, we're, we're open that way. But at the same time, it's always like, but you have to seek it out if you want it. We don't really like getting on the soapbox and talking about stuff. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Well, yeah, then I appreciate it even more that, that you're doing this. Um, so, yeah, maybe to start off, if you don't mind, like if, for people who don't might not know who you are, can you do like a little... Uh, yeah, intro sure. or a little personal history of yourself. Okay, um, my name is Flex from Bag of Tricks. Um, I started dancing since I was young. I mean, I, I was into like disco. Like just so you guys know, I'm a, I am a bit older, so um, I'm a '70s baby. I was breaking the '80s and the '90s, 2000s. So um, so when I was like a young kid, I used to like a Saturday Night Fever. That was my first introduction into dance. It was basically I was copying what I was doing. And like I have pictures and stuff. My mom just called me John Travolta. <laughs> and, um, that was kind of, if you look at the way disco was, a lot of moves from knocking and whatnot were in that. And like um, when I transitioned to different styles of dance, like it was easy for me because I had a background in different things, right? Mm-hmm. So like um, when I was young, when I, like, I started breaking in, in around 84, Toronto, mm-hmm. um, I, was, I was in grade four or something like that, 10 years old. And then, um, I did that for a bit, but then as it was, like, I never really mentioned this when people asked me because I was doing it because everybody was doing it. I wasn't a b-boy at the time. I was kind of, like, following the, the trend at the time. And, like, even though I, I did get a windmill, <laughs> I think I did have different stuff back then, but I don't really count it as part of my b-boy years. Mm-hmm. I didn't start, really start b-boying until around 91, like, 1990, 91. Like, I mm-hmm. mean, so, like, I was a hip-hop dancing, freestyling, um, mm-hmm. but... A lot of stuff came out back then, 89, uh, hip hop. Mm-hmm. And um, after that, when I got to high school, I went into house dancing. But house dancing was different than the house dancing that they were doing in the States. It was a bit different. It was more, um, I guess, jazzy, I guess. It wasn't like yeah. the mop top style that everyone's doing, right? Oh, uh, okay. 
So then from there, um, that was basically for the girls. I went to high school. I wanted to get, you know, you went to the club, you wanted to get a girl. Yes, dressed up nice. But the thing was, I would dress house. And then when hip hop came on, I was still throwed out. I thought it looked weird because, like, um, I when I met Gizmo, I was a house right? <laughs> so, uh, really? Yeah. Crazy. So, yeah, so basically, I've been dancing for a while. Um, I'm from Scarborough, which is the east of Toronto. And back then, early 90s, there wasn't anyone else who was breaking. Like, I was fusing my freestyle dancing with my breaking because uh, at the time in the early 90s, um, everybody was freestyle dancing. It's kind of like that, that Fortnite stuff we see now where people do simple moves and they just do it, but they're not really dancers. So back then, when people were doing Running Man and Roger Rabbit and stuff like that, if you battle someone, how else are you going to beat them unless you brought it to the floor or did something acrobatic or something? So I decided to fix it. And then I had to actually travel west to west side to meet people that thought the same to me, like Benzo, Gizmo, and whatnot. There were people already mixing that mm-hmm. freestyle with, with the breaking. So then after a while, like they started getting popular, we went on rap scene, other crew started popping up. And like, so then there was breaking was more accessible, but I had to travel west to actually practice with people. And then of course at the end stuff, I would gravitate to that end. Mm. Cool, cool. Yeah, so like my, my impression of like the older generation, which I guess is mainly bag of tricks, actually, the older generation, like Toronto people, uh, the other, it looked like there was a lot of mixing, like you said, of, a lot of yeah. people were like yeah, freestyle hip hop dancers or whatever. Like, uh, I remember the first time I saw your crew was like this jam in Korea. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, like, I, yeah, yeah. And I saw like Benzo and um, Mariano and you and, and Gizmo and I think it was Teeth Silence. and Silence. Silence. Yeah. And yeah, it was like, especially, especially Mariano and, and I guess a little bit Benzo. He was a little more like breaking style, but especially Mariano was like doing, mixing a lot of different things. And I was like, oh, I don't know. it doesn't even look like what I thought breaking was. So it was pretty cool. The thing is early 90s, like 90, 1991, 92, it was like mixing stuff because we didn't know any better. And so we went to Rocksteady in 94. Mm-hmm. Then we went other people, we noticed that the poppers were separate. The breakers mm-hmm. were separate things, but we were doing both because if I was raised on like Beach Street and stuff, and you saw those guys at Powerful Picture, they were wave, and then yeah. going to set, right? So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. same thing, right? So yeah, and then also we'd have the party dancing at the time, but mm-hmm. instead of doing that, I'm gonna put some waves and some breaking as well. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, do you mind like going into a little bit of history of like the crew, Bag of Tricks? Yeah. I mean, you did yeah, a little yeah. bit there, but yeah. So um, at the time. I was actually dancing solo. I had a partner named A Plus. Um, I guess back then, early 90s, it was, it was basically either a solo dancer or you had like a, a partner. You know, so basically, Gizmo was called Crack with Tic Tac before that, right? So, like, you had partners, right? And uh, my partner was A Plus. Uh, he stopped dancing. Uh, he basically he didn't get into the baggage tricks. So, um, that was that. Um, but basically, we were doing like uh, doubles and whatnot, there were routines and everything. Things were mixing. There, um, there were people that break too. I'm not. I, I never. When people say bag tricks was the first crew or the first crew crew, but there was people that were mixing stuff and breaking. That were just duos. We just did like do a full like freestyle set and drop a worm or a windmill or something. But it wasn't like stepping, doing anything foundational. Right, right, right. 
Oh yeah, and then to get back to that is like, so I basically was East Side, and then I was with the other crew first, um, a guy named LJ. He was one of my influences. Um, he's more like a 95, like he basically waves. He did a, he did a windmill step, but he didn't do a six steps. Mm-hmm. And then I was trying to get down with that crew because also Frankie and Derek were, was down with LJ too, right? So like that was like the biggest crew before. Like, um, so basically I wanted to get down with them. And then Tony from Bag of Tricks, I saw him at a jam with Grouch, which is our DJ, and he was one of them over there. And when Tony saw me, he's like, yo, put this guy down with Bag of Tricks. And I actually said no at the beginning because I was still trying to get part of the other crew, right? Mm. And then, so basically after a year went by and then recruiting started happening with Bag of Tricks. So the original was Gizmo and Tic Tac and, and Flyer. There were the three on one side. On the other side was Benzo, Tony, Magic, and Queso. Right, and those two factions, like Gizmo and them were Rexdale, and uh, Benzo and them were uh, Jane and Wilmer, and they basically they battled at one of Grouch's um, events, and then they basically they battled, but they became friends after because they were doing mm. similar stuff. Right, right. so and this guy named Twice said, "Yo, you guys are like a bag of tricks," and that's how the name came out. Oh man, that's pretty cool. Because each guy in our crew is different. Like we always want to be different than each other, right? So yeah, yeah, um, that's like that's always one thing that really stood out. Um, you know, I, I guess that's kind of like what everyone sort of strives for in a way. But yeah, well, it was always really clear with you guys that everyone was really different. Everyone had their own ver- their own way of approaching things and stuff. Um, yeah, the, the thing was cool, though. The more we danced with each other, we developed a style, but we still had our independence. Like, I mean, we had our own original style. But like, if you watch Megatrix, you'll see us top rock and then we'll go into a freeze. And then we'll go then we'll go down to do some footwork, whatever. And but if you look at the whole thing, like Benzo will top rock and grab this foot to a flexible freeze. I will top rock and go into like a, a capoeira freeze or something, right? It's like it goes together. You can tell we're part of the same crew, but mm. we do different styles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That comes in time. Any crew will get yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. Um and yeah, like I know Toronto, like everyone Everyone in breaking wants to be original and wants to be creative and stuff like that. But Toronto, like, there was like a Toronto mentality, I guess, that it really emphasized that that you, as much as possible, you don't want to look like anyone at all. Um, right. I don't know. That's just the impression that I got. Yeah, <laughs> you can, yeah, you can... forward at the beginning. Like, um, first it was bag of tricks, and then yeah. paranormal. Okay. Paranormal became intricate later on because um, basically it was bag of tricks. Than paranormal, and then Supernats came along, and paranormal and Supernats are a similar name. And Intricate was like, "Yo, these guys are like jockeying our name," and they basically changed the Intricate, right? So, so that that's the story on that one. And it's like, every, like yes, even though we say everyone wanted to be different, like Bagatrix had a certain style, mm-hmm. and Intricate had like a more foundational style because they were really like um, when they went to New York, like we want to learn from Crazy Legs, we want to, mm-hmm. you know, like, like they had their own foundational style. Mm-hmm. And then Supernats, they had us. They basically concentrated on threads. Hmm. Crazy. And th- like back then, those were sort of the main crews that were around. Yeah, I would say that's the first generation from the '90s. Right. Then they started getting like these shoot-off crews. There was a crew called Tops, uh, Top Secret. I think Deadly Mike was part of that. Uh, of course, uh, Third Degree. There was Boogie uh, Rats. Um, right. Different, different crews. Fraggle Rock. I'm forgetting a bunch of them, but like. That was the next generation. But basically, oh, okay. we found Rap City in 94, and then more people started to break. More food started turning up. Yeah. Uh, during that time, was that, was Rap City a, a big part of uh, 
like I guess things like because I, um, I I've seen a lot of not a lot but a decent amount of footage of like bag of tricks being on that yes, city and so, like your your freeze is like infamous with, with me and my buddy but that, that was the rhapsody intro like we did yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Rhapsody, rhapsody in 1994 because we were doing a show for free in Jane Finch Mall Mm-hmm. And then we did that show, and then they saw it, and it was like you know they were at the time Rhapsody was young; it was more videos than anything else. Mm-hmm. So they did the full content as well, and it was Canadian content. So of course they invited us on. We went on, and we had a good segment, and um, from there a lot of people like whenever we travel to Canada, people say, "Oh my gosh, you know we started breaking because we saw Bag Tricks on Rap City." <laughs> That's before the Rap City intro. The Rap City intro you're talking about is 1999. That happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that stayed on Rhapsody for a long time, I think, like around ten years. It stayed on as the intro. So. Right, right, yeah. I was, I was trying to find like a clip of that intro specifically. I think I have it on Instagram. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll try and link that for anyone because that, to me, to me, my buddy Mark and a lot of people from our generation, like everyone knows that freeze. We all saw it. We all tried to do it. <laughs> so for a lot of us, like you're. Yeah, it's like it's really cool to to connect with you now because like you're the guy that was like, oh, that's that's the freeze. That's the guy that does the freeze. The whole thing about that freeze, it's such a it's a basic freeze, like um, yeah, yeah. freeze. But the way I I thought about it was, I want to show people what I'm doing. So I would tap my foot at different times and then hit the freeze like really hard, right? So yeah, yeah. There's like, I really hope. Yeah, I can I can get some footage in here of it, or for anyone who's who's just listening, like they can. And go to his Instagram page and search for it, but yeah, it's like one of the cleanest. It's yeah, you know, like you said, it's just a basic freeze, but it's like the way that you do it and how you get into it and everything. Yeah, that's the thing is like um, when you're talking about back in the day too, it was like Bag of Tricks. We had our style, and Intricate had their foundation, and Supernats had power, and they had um, the threads. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, um, we had <clears throat> we just don't say we're Bag of Tricks. We're not Bag of Threads. We do everything. We do. Yeah. We, we concepts and whatnot right so, yeah but what i was trying to say about the whole thing is back then when we battled somebody in a club and then you have to think of a club atmosphere mm-hmm. we went in and did a nice set and whatnot or whatever we did and then the next i came in and did a head spin you know the crowd is still going wild for the head spin right mm-hmm. so back then we had to develop our style in a way that even though we're doing our style the people that don't know anything about breaking will still cheer for it so like it's weird when I hear the younger generation, they say, oh, we have to explain to the crowd because they don't understand how difficult what we're doing is. I mean, mm. I think your style should be that dynamic anyway that anybody should understand what you're doing. Even if you're right. Doing right, right, yeah. Like, uh, Gizmo, um, I learned this off him without him, him not even knowing, but, um, and I passed it on to a people of third degree. Like, I mentored a people of third degree, which got into Bag of Trace later on. Um, I noticed when Gizmo dances, he'll do a tech, but he'll do it three times, and he'll mm. variate it each time. So then I passed it on to my to the guys I was mentoring, and then that became a thing where you can show people like a, the crowd will get it by the third time. The third yeah, time yeah. Crowd, like, oh, if you do something wicked <laughs> once, they don't know because you might have done it really smooth, and they might not understand, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like uh, making making a style that's accessible <laughs> while still holding the essence. Yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting though. Because it's like a total. It was a totally different atmosphere when you guys were coming up. Like a lot of club stuff, like you said. Now it's like if you break in the club, they're like, "Get out of here! What are you doing? You're, you're ruining yeah. the dance floor." There, I don't even know if there's a dance floor anymore. <laughs> um, I mean, 
that's where it was born. I was born on the clubs. I mean, and yeah. that's where we like to keep it, but things do change. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's, um, I'm accepted. Of course, we want to make it go back to the way it was, but at the same time, we have to evolve to do the right. So, yeah, yeah. Um, is is Bagatrix still going? Like, are there new? Is there a new generation at all? Well, technically, my daughter, who's in the background working on her own, <laughs> part of the new generation. It's um, Benzo, myself, and Gizmo and Mariana are, are, are active still. Like Mariana's yeah. more teaching though. Yeah. Um, He's most still dances. Like, I mean, I just practiced with him today, like on, um, on Facetime. Oh, nice. Right? So, yeah, so we practiced today. And um, yeah, Benzo was doing his thing, and I, I yeah. played with him sometimes too. So, yeah. but it's not yeah. like uh, we get together and practice, and it's a cool thing like before. Yeah. It's right. like we're doing our own things, and then whenever we hook up, we'll hook up. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Yeah, like you guys are still yeah active, like you said. I know Benzo I, I, does a lot of. Uh, or at least before the pandemic, there was a lot of events that he was throwing and just being involved in hip hop, just in general. Yeah. yeah. And then also I, myself, I, I have, I'm involved with UBL. Like I'm the co-creator of UBL. Oh, for real? Yeah. So uh, that, the whole thing, that was my brainchild. And then um, I talked to Jeff Reyes, his brother, Glenn, and he's the one who took me to a donut shop. He goes, Flex, if you won a lottery, what would you do? And I said, well, I would set up a breaking league for people mm-hmm. in Toronto, because I said, we haven't won anything since 1999. It's Megatrix one. And I go, if we had a, a league where we were battling each other all the time, maybe the skill level would go up. Mm-hmm. And then it could, you know, we could hook up with different events like freestyle session and yeah, yeah. make it possible for younger generation to, to travel. Right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, well, let's do it. I go, my brother could fund you. So Jeff Ray has got a funded UBL on his own. And then, oh, wow. yeah, so that's how that started. Crazy. Who's, uh, Who's got the wrestling influence with that? Oh, it's Jeff. Wrestling <laughs> <laughs> okay. knowledge is, is basically eighties to nineties, and then after the Attitude Era, I stopped watching. So yeah, it was it was garbage after that. So you yeah. stopped at the right time. It's good now though, or it's back, sort of. Um, I saw one dude. I forgot his um, was a dude who was copying Ric Flair, and he also used to copy Macho Man. But that guy is pretty good. Like, oh, Jay Lethal, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not bad. But there's some there's some good good people now and there's like a new company that's that's pretty decent but uh yeah i don't want to turn this into a wrestling conversation <laughs> but um yeah like uh so <clears throat> like i i only know a little bit about ubl um and i i basically only saw like it, it almost looked like how people would set up like boxing or or yeah. ufc or stuff like that well, well, that you... was the plan because i wanted to um have like a UBL league and then have people have their own dance studios and whatever and have someone have a dance studio, teach their kids, be a mentor, be like a coach. And therefore mm-hmm. you're creating jobs within the b-boy community. You're a coach and that person can have their own crew, but still represent the place that he learns to break. Right. Then other people will set up businesses and then hopefully about getting this thing big sponsors will come. But mm-hmm. the problem that at the beginning, we tried to do so many different things. We tried, paying both people, the winner and the loser. And then what ended up happening, the battle started becoming like people weren't as hungry because in the end they were going to get paid anyway. Right, right. <laughs> with that from a league with membership, we flipped something else. And now we're pretty much just throwing events right now because we tried certain things. We tried having the event be like a jam. And what we noticed that people at the end of the event would leave. People, if they didn't qualify, would leave. So basically we yeah. paid a day till the end of the night and then we didn't have that old vibe back and so we got yeah, just cut yeah. it. 
we're catering to what is going on now. Don't get me wrong, I still like events, and I mean jams and stuff, but if this is what people are doing, we have to kind of do what, roll with the punches, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough for sure. Like, trying to build these things into something like, I guess, something sustainable and something profitable, <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. But Definitely. I commend you for that, for doing that. It's, <laughs> it's not for the money, because if you think about it, it's usually the dancers that come to the events, right? Yeah, exactly. We, we try to get more people to come from out of town and whatnot, and it does bring a bit more people, but it's not where we should be. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely really tough. Um, and just where breaking is right now, because it's like become so separate from that original sort of party vibe and, and that kind of thing. Like, like you said, you guys used to be in the clubs all the time. And... It's like we had one day, Wednesdays, we go to T's house. That's that basement you always see in all the videos. That's the Mega Tricks practice place. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we'd be clubbing. Thursday would be a college night for clubbing. Friday would be, I forgot what club it was, we'd go there Friday, Saturday, another club. Sunday would be Phoenix Old School Sundays. We clubbed every single night. <laughs> and <it's> like, <laughs> dancing all the time so that's technically our practice we were ciphering yeah 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 that's like real world experience right so monday and tuesday was the days i would make up new stuff because that's one thing in bag of tricks is that we always have to have something new to show out on wednesday when we got back to practice because like you can't just go back and you i mean you could go back and just sharpen your stuff but at the mm -hmm. same time we wanted to say you know we're always always creating something mm -hmm. yeah it's good mentality good to even even if like it's something that you can't you can't do it's like you still have that goal of trying to come up with something new yeah it's good to push yourself like that that's cool um yeah one of the things that i think you mentioned you wanted to to talk about and it's i guess kind of related to this like creating new stuff is like flipping moves and i guess yeah. cre creativity and stuff did you want to get into that oh for sure um I see a lot of people, like uh, people say there's nothing new under the sun. I, I hate that expression. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yes, I know um, there'll always be elements in certain things, but I believe the way you do things and the way your concept is and your idea, I mean, that that's what makes a difference. And also um, something you always tell me is that if you're true to yourself, a lot of people say like, okay, if I make a move up and then some guy around the world makes you move up, what happens to that move? Who made it up? If you know that you made it up, and you've never seen this guy on a YouTube clip, you never practice with him. There's no direct influence, that's your move. You rep it, you rock it, you battle him with it. But if, for example, I go to practice with you every week and then you do a move and then next, you know, I do a move similar to you, there could be a chance that I was influenced because just because of you know, your surroundings, right? Mm -hmm. So then if you're really true to yourself, you say, okay, maybe I did get that and you just check yourself and then that's how I think it should be done. You should just check yourself and admit mm -hmm. it and then make something else. Yeah. But I have a technique for doing because, as I was saying, I used to mentor crews like third degree, back to basics, and whatnot. And my method was literally breaking the move down into its essence. Like, um, for example, Gizmo has a move where he does a breakdown, and it looks like he breaks his ankles. He is, 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 is uh, feet like this. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. But then basically, I looked at that. I'm like, oh, that's so dope. And I said, what's dope about it? It's because he does a breakdown, and then suddenly his his, his legs go like that. So I said, okay, let me top rock. So I did a top rock and I literally flipped it. I did a wrist freeze, like in a hollow back. Oh, the, okay. same, the same concept, different body part. One mm -hmm. of the rules in Bag of Tricks was that if you're flipping someone one of our moves, 
if we took a picture beside each other, you shouldn't be able to see that same move within that variation. Right. Of what you're doing, right? so. Yeah, yeah. I think like that's that's like the perfect way to think about creating and originality and creativity and stuff like that. Like everything, everything comes from somewhere, but yes. you know, like. Yeah, like you said, I, I'm not a huge fan of that. Everything under the sun has been done. It's very misleading or like uh, there's like a Picasso quote that people like to throw around to like great artists, great artists steal or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, good artists, good yeah. artists, good artists take or I don't know, I can't remember. But yeah, it's like as long as you can look yourself in the mirror and you know what you're doing is you then. Yeah. Yeah. Like people got to ideas got to come from somewhere but the, at the end of the day like you said if you took two photos of the moves or you saw two videos would you be able to tell oh that move comes from this move and like i always thought that was those were the best moves when you see it and you you just you don't even think about someone else you're just like wow that was a really incredible thing and then when they tell you like the history of how they came up with it then you can be like oh wow now i see the connection but i couldn't see that before I mean, yeah. some of the first moves I did were like direct bites from people and I just added stuff to it. Yeah. And then when I, when I got into Bag of Tricks, they were like, yo, you can't be doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's like, that's where good mentors come in and they, they, they have that experience and they know like, hey, that's, that's too basic or that's like, that looks too much like this person. Like, you got to do more with it. You got to push it more. Yeah. Are you still mentoring people these days? Um, not really mentoring. I, I practice with ills a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, when he was doing like a couple years ago, when he was going for Red Bull and stuff, like I used to practice him every day, and like oh, wow. he, yeah, it was really good. Um, we go like he goes running now. Like I go walking in the morning, but and then sometimes we practice. I was supposed to practice tonight, but then I told him about the meeting. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so, spaces are just opening up for practicing in Toronto now. So, um, okay. there's a place on Monday and a place on Tuesday nights now. Yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I guess these days with a lot of stuff being shut down, it's kind of tough to connect, yeah. stay connected with people and stuff like yeah, that. But that's but, the thing about when you ask the bag of tricks is like um, getting any new people. It's, it's kind of hard because we have such an old school mentality. Like mm -hmm. the person has to click with us. It can't just yeah. be like, Oh, you're dope. You're in the crew. Like it has to be yeah, yeah, yeah. share some of the ideals or some of the things that we're passionate about. Right. So, mm -hmm. and I, I respect that too. Like, you know, a lot of people have different mentalities these days of what a crew is like and how it should be and uh you know i've i've seen other crews where it's like full-on just like a membership and you you like apply or something like that and you know like that's if that's how they want to do things that's fine but you know like uh that mentality of people got to click and if you're in this thing it's because you really belong in this group and like yeah, and then so, and I guess like at that same token, I kind of see it. Maybe it's like this my Buddhist influence from my dad, but the idea that like if if a crew name or whatever, like its legacy, if it dies, if it ends, then that's okay. Like it had its time that it was there, and or if it evolves into something else and becomes a different name or whatever, like that's okay and things change and, and things become different things and people have different priorities and stuff like that. So, you know, 
you guys made your name, you did your thing, and like that'll always be there. So no matter what happens with that crew name, like, yeah. you always the the legacy of Bag of Tricks is solidified in like the history books. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And which is another reason why I think this kind of stuff is important too, to to get this kind of information like on record and just have it there so that if people want to find it, they can find it. And, yeah. yeah. Um, recently, um, I, I don't know if you know where, but um, Maelstrom Supernats passed away, right? Oh, and, I did hear about that, yeah. And like um, basically any beef we had with Supernats is pretty much done. Um, it happened at the funeral. I wasn't there because I was working, but Benzo did show up and everything yeah. was washed. Right. Yeah, I know that that's like a, that was a thing that had been going on for yeah. as long as I've been breaking <laughs> for a long time. But it's good to hear that like it's it's just kind of, all right, well. Yeah, I mean, like it's cool. I, I practice for... with onsen sometimes because Ills and onsen with their uh, Muslim uh, United Rivals, right? So. yeah, yeah. Like oh, right. everything's cool. I mean, it was mostly the older guys, like older supernats, older bag of tricks guys. Now everything's cool. So yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good to hear. I mean, at the end of the day, these things don't matter. Nothing matters, <laughs> <laughs> right? We're all on like a, you know, a United like, Toronto will be stronger. Let's put it that way. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, and Toronto's always been a place like that. That's always it's always been pushing things and, and a lot of strong dancers come out of Toronto. There's a lot of history and um, it's cool to see people, you know, they still have their rivalries, but everyone knows like we can't hold on to these like super bitter thing, like rivalries. Like at the end of the day, like, you know, if we're going to traveling abroad or something like that, like why would we still be trying to fight each other? Like let's unite. Those are the best battles we see, like cities, like uh, on a city with a bunch of different who's in one. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, like... yeah, yeah. That's like something that I kind of miss, actually. I don't know if anyone still does those kind of events, but like, these city versus city sort of things. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so speaking of like traveling abroad and stuff like that, one of the one of the uh, members of my Patreon wanted to ask you about. Like rep, I don't know if you were there or not. I, uh, but repping at uh, Battle of the Year. Yes. And like how that came about and what effect it had on the crew. Oh, okay. Like so, so this is the thing. Um, in 1997, Buddhist monk who was a member of our crew, um, he passed away. Um, and then what happened that year, like 97 to 98, we kind of didn't answer or get together because it was kind of depressing to go to practice and know that your boy is not going to be there mm -hmm. so then we got the call in 98 saying you guys are selected because back then it was different it was like uh thomas the promoter would check around and see which crew was making noise or who do you think deserves it and then mm -hmm. our name would come up our name was actually supposed to come up in 97 we were supposed to go in 97 but um it ended up being 98 i think style limits went so um yeah so we went in 98 99 uh but we we got the news 98 so we got together saying you know what let's get back together let's make it one more chance at, like to try to get the championship for buddhist monk and we did our best in battle of the year we, we came in third which i'll tell you the story about that too we won uk and we came in second in korea so um in battle of the year what happened with that 
uh, you basically do a showcase and they rate your showcase. And then what happens is like, if your showcase is the best, you battle one and two. Mm-hmm. If your showcase is not three and four. So we were slotted three and four. And uh, we were supposed to battle um, the family. And the year before that, a family and Rock Force had this beef, mm-hmm. right? It's a, there's a videotape, they had a battle and they wanted to battle again. So because they weren't battling Rock Force, family decided to walk off the stage. Oh, for so yeah, so we actually went face to face. I have footage of it. I haven't put it up. And they basically they shook their hands and walked off stage because they wanted a battle rock horse. They didn't accept it. So then we were standing there, and then we broke into two segments and started battling each other. We were like, we're not going to waste the time. This we're here. We finally traveled to Canada, made it somewhere. They're yeah. battling each other. The judges came in and started battling with us. So we were battling like Megatrix and the judges, and that's what they put it on the VHS Megatrix versus the judges. So they didn't really explain it, but that's the explanation. And like we, we kind of told off the family, we got back to the hotel. We're like, "Yo, this is the first time Canada traveled. You walked off. You robbed us of our chance." And then we kind of we, we smoked the blunt and we squashed everything after. Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, it's all good. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of it's kind of I don't know, a little bit disrespectful and, to do that. Like what? And I'll tell you another story about Korea as well. The world, the world, uh, the one, the video you saw. Mm-hmm. So we get to Korea. And we don't have our full crew, but whatever, we're not going to complain about that. But when we went to the dress room, they had like a chart on the wall and it said USA versus USA. Then the winner had an arrow finals. (laughs) (laughs) And then it had basically Canada, Japan, uh, Korea, France, all these different countries. They had to battle to get to the end. (laughs) We battled all the way through to get to the end and the USA who's only at the battle once to the finals. And when we asked the promoter why it was that, it said, oh, because uh, the Americans invented breaking, so they get a bypass. <laughs> and what made it worse, it was like the crew that we're battling was the all-star crew. It was the United yeah, School yeah, yeah. right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it, was, it was all right. It was a good battle. I mean, the, the tape was edited. It was a longer battle. It was like a 20-minute 20 20 battle, and I think it only like 15 or 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I think it... I... The footage that I saw was like the final battle got cut or something yeah. like that. So there was always these random bits of footage that I would see of like, yeah, you guys and then of uh, the all-star team. I mean, and... we did well, but there was a time when after a certain time we were kind of running out and we didn't want to repeat. That's one of right. the rules in back tricks too is you don't repeat if you yeah, drop yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that was like, that was, I don't know, for anyone who's... For the people who've never seen that video, should definitely check it out. That's like a, um, I don't know. I don't know if it's like the best bag of tricks thing, but it was one of the first that I saw, and it was it really stuck out with me. I would actually recommend Zubar 1995. If you yeah. could, I might even put it up. I haven't put it up yet. I do have it. Yeah. Um, I think the battling is better there, in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's there's other things that yeah. are better just for me that's like the one that always sticks out because that was the first one that i saw um, the reason why i like that one it's, it's more of a, a canadian thing you'll see people from montreal you'll see different mm-hmm. things and you'll see the style how it progressed and how certain moves came from different things that were done back then right 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 um oh yeah so speaking of montreal another part of the question was and again like i don't know if you were involved in this at all but it came up so the guy that that asked it his name is suji i don't know if you know suji he's from like cypher sons and he does uh he started this podcast 
uh, about like Montreal history and he's been kind of sort of documenting that and I think one of the things that came up in one of his interviews was someone from Flow Rock yes. and uh, they brought up a maybe a, a rivalry with Bag of Tricks um, Flow Rock uh, I think yes Flow Rock was I think the first okay I'm getting mixed up here because it's a bit long but um, we battled the Montreal crew in 94 and then in 98 there was another crew I think they're called Tactical Squad. I'm not sure if Flow Rock and Tactical are the same lineage. It was like Flow Rock turned into Tactical. I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. that was like a, a Montreal beef since then. Yeah, mm-hmm. not really a beef. It was just kind of like um, we see each other in <clears throat> battle, just right? like so, rivalry, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we always respected the Montreal Cats. We went down to did a show with this guy named uh, Walker, Walkin, and like yeah. So, <coughs> um, yeah, like. Bag of Tricks has so much history and yeah, a lot of rivalries. Like what, maybe, what were some of the best rivalries in your opinion? Um, at the, I like the early Bag of Tricks stuff, like us versus uh, Paranormal or Intricate. Um, us versus Supernats. It was weird because like, like Supernats traveled in factions. So sometimes it would be Jedi and Paul versus Gizmo and Teeth. It wouldn't be a full crew battle until that one battle that happened in 2000, right? So that was the first time we battled as a full crew. We've always battled like like three men versus another three men or something like that, but it wasn't full crew. Right. But um, yeah, those, those rivalries were good. I mean, it's mostly friends of friends talking. You know, this guy Flash can take you out. Oh, we'll see him at the club. I mean, like, <laughs> did you guys have any like overseas or just like outside of Canada rivalries? Um, at all. Not really. I mean, the guys from France, because of the whole thing, I mean, they've always, like... But again, that's the France. The France's attitude, they're always aggressive as well, and we were aggressive. Whenever we went to these functions, and there was, like, a cipher before the actual battle of the year or something, we were throwing down hard, and the French were throwing down hard as well, too. It's like, we're going to see you in the finals, you know? Like, right, right, right. So some other breakers were just standing there, kind of like, oh, we're going to save our moves, but, like, we wanted to cipher, right? So Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lost art these days. Another thing that's weird about battling back then, like, well, not weird. I actually like it compared to the way they battle now. Not as if you look at a crew battle now, it's like the guys line up on one side, another guy lines up, and whenever one guy goes in, it's always one for one. Mm-hmm. Whereas back in our day, it was kind of like whoever goes in, and if a man does a move that you could take, you take it. And then if you come back in and the guy does a move similar to your move, you're going to go in twice. Right. It's not like. It was basically whoever could take whatever was being dished out, we just let that go on. So a lot of battles, you see a lot of Benzo and Gizmo because they're always going in, right? So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, different different mentality for sure. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, the last thing I kind of want to ask you about is, uh, you, and you brought it up a few times now, is you like, yeah, I got, the, I got the footage there, I got the footage, footage, I'll post it up. You got a lot of footage, like uh, a lot of yeah. history that's documented. I'm just, I just got a good computer now and I'm starting to transfer stuff. Mm-hmm. I transferred stuff before, but when I, when I upload it now, it's like, it's really small. And if you zoom in, it's pixelated. So oh. right now I'm taking the time to kind of get it at like 480p and I'm trying right. to upscale it right. so right. <laughs> make it better. So, um, so I'm doing that now little by little. I'm putting it on the Megatrix Canada Instagram whenever yeah, I can. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool seeing seeing this stuff and like I wish more people did this or had the chance opportunities to do this cuz there's so much stuff that's out there that uh might just get lost cuz 
changes in technology or people just don't have the desire to convert it and stuff like that. Now, some people say, oh, Flex hoards footage. Like, I don't hoard footage. What I do is, like, I take the footage or I have the footage. And if, just say, you were at a jam and we happen to tape you, usually Bag of Tricks, we tape ourselves. And when someone else goes in a circle, you press pause and we put the camera down. <laughs> so our footage is just us all night, right? Yeah. Because basically, if we have footage of other people, like, oh, Bag of Tricks bit my stuff. It was on camera. Nah, man, we don't do that stuff. Right? <laughs> There's rare occasions, like, when my friend taped something for me, if I was in a battle. Like, we had one battle at Palladium in Canada in 2000 and my friend was up on the balcony he taped it and then he gave me a copy so of course that's gonna have other crews in it so if any other crew came to me and said hey flex can i have my footage i always give footage i'm not really hoarding it but at the same time i'm not gonna take the time out of my day to upload your footage unless you ask me yeah right right that's fair yeah um how long does it take to to like convert and upscale um, and do these well, things it's pretty much for the computer i have i could do it um minute for minute so what I do, I'm not really upscaling yet because I have to actually get a better GPU uh, graphics card because I, I want to call Topaz AI. It can basically upscale it from 480 to 1080. But then wow. you need a really powerful card for that. Right? Mm. Um, but right now what I'm doing is I'm basically taking it, putting it on the computer at 480, but then I'm tweaking it a little bit and making it sharper and whatnot myself. And then it, I think it looks pretty good on Instagram right now. But some of the stuff's pretty clear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, we we definitely appreciate you doing taking the time to do that, man. And I also put dates and where they were and what happened, so <laughs> no confusion. Yeah, no black yeah. and white fake dates. <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, cool. Uh, well, I wish you the best of luck with up, uploading all that stuff and continuing that that Thank documentation. You so much for me. I mean, like. Um, I'm always here to help anybody in Toronto. I mean, I do practice. Like Ills told me to come practice tonight. I always go and try to inspire people that I can. I am a bit older now. I'm going to be 46 this year. Oh, man. Yeah, Crazy. So, still moving. That's yeah. awesome to hear. Yeah. yeah. My daughter is still doing it. Uh, one thing before you go, like, um, a little drill that I have with her for Top Rocks. We Top Rock and we do like a Top Rock set that we always do just for cardio. And then after mm -hmm. that, I told her, after that Top Rock set, you have to freestyle freestyle and then you pass it to me then i'll do the top rock set just for the cardio then i'll go freestyle and i'll pass it back so that's how i'm trying to get her mind to think really fast so mm -hmm. that when she freestyles it becomes more natural than just like that they're in the headlights and i don't know what to do right 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 yeah that's a good drill um cool yeah i think uh we'll We'll maybe end it there and and leave room for us to revisit this maybe sometime in the future. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we we covered a lot of stuff so in a short amount of time, relatively short amount of time. So yeah. I hope, I hope <laughs> sometimes I talk a bit fast. I hope it comes through better on the like. I th I think it'll be fine. Yeah, and like yeah, you you brought up a lot of stuff, so it was pretty cool. Um, and yeah, again, hopefully sometime down the road we can revisit this and maybe dive a little deeper into some of these things or just For sure man other things message me again and i'm usually free at a certain time so. cool cool yeah well anyway i really appreciate you taking the time to do this and uh yeah and just your contributions in the canadian history books and stuff so thank you <laughs> uh and if if people want to find you like your 
various accounts or whatever like where where can they where can they follow you uh anywhere it's always going to be flexed than btx btx stands for bag of tricks so youtube is flex btx instagram is at flex btx and of course as always at megatrix canada that's the ig for the crew thing mm-hmm. the reason why i put canada too is that we have a, a chapter of Megatrix in japan well, not anymore because i'm not doing stuff but in 1995 they joined our crew we saw them in new york in 94 it was a crew called waseda at the time so yeah. i've so, met a f- i've met a few well a couple one of the, one or two of the guys there yeah. and uh what's his name jack yeah i'm i'm i didn't meet him but there's another guy yeah yeah he has this like he had this one freeze that he'd do where he put his feet together and they would wave oh yes um i forget his name i think i think that is jack i'm not sure to be honest i have to check yeah but anyway, yeah, he always mentioned like, yeah, Canada B boys, bag of tricks and stuff like that. Yeah, so so much inspiration and yeah. It's like what happened was we met them in '94, and when they saw a cipher, they were so impressed because that's what they were trying to do in Japan, and they said that in Japan a lot of people were very traditional, so it was mm. like they felt like they saw us and it was like a, a kindred spirit. So that yeah. year we met them, and then we'd break with them and stuff for the whole time. We were at Rock City reunion. And then next year, they brought us a tape of their footage of their own practices, which I still have too, and the way they danced before they met us. And then we saw the evolution, right? So I have like crazy. old data footage before they, they changed the threads and whatnot. So. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, it was, it's kind of funny because like when I was starting out, <clears throat> they were one of the Japanese crews that I saw. And I was like, they just stood out so much and yeah. huge inspiration to me. So it was kind of funny that it comes it ultimately comes back to you guys too but, but but the funny thing is like we don't like the newer guys we don't know them so like it's basically yeah, just yeah. jack uh carol uh lunch uh yajiro those guys that that one then when they changed it wasn't linked to us anymore so. right right um but that's cool that's a little, another little tidbit of history for everyone so yeah um thanks so much we'll, we'll cut it there and yeah hopefully we can revisit this so thank you everybody for listening and uh look out for the next one peace thanks everyone for listening if you like what you heard please consider supporting on my patreon page at www.patreon.com slash f 2 that's r-a-z-z-y-f-2 This also goes towards supporting my YouTube channel where I make tutorials and discussion videos. And you can find that at www.youtube.com slash RazzyF2R-A-Z-Z-Y-F2. Supporting on Patreon puts your name in the credits of the videos as a supporter, gives you access to a private Discord server where you can connect with fellow members, and gives you access to the full video versions of each podcast. I also offer private coaching there, so if that's something you're interested in, it's available. Once again, thank you for listening and look forward to the next one. Peace. Bye. Bye.